1: Hi friends, welcome to a brand new episode of DDP Radio live right here at ddpradio.com. My name is Mike Mullins and as always I pull into my VIP spot broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex. If I was in Canada I'd be scraping the frost off my car, climbing all the way up those stairs one by one by one to the tallest part of the tallest building in all of North Carolina. And then I go up rung by 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 rung to the top, to the tippy top of the tower. And that tower has a red beaming light. And I point that light towards the mountain on top of the mountain on top of Mount Ontario, where our Canadian quote master lives and breathes every day, writing quote after quote of inspiration for this show. She looks up from her desk. She looks to the sky, connects with the great big red from North Carolina, and that's how DDP Radio blasts to the world. <laughs> and as usual, my co-host, uh, my favorite living Canadian, maybe favorite Canadian ever, the one, the only, Crystal Stewart. How are you?
0: I'm cold. You know, on top of that mountain, it's me being an abominable snow girl because it's so cold here. Oh my goodness! (sighs)
1: Oh well, um, I'll be the abdominal snowman, and I'll just I don't got abs. I was lying. No matter how good a shape I get in, I've never had a single ab in my life. I actually, at one point was considering shaving my chest and stomach care into something that looks like abs, but I couldn't fool anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. um, Well, um, we're just getting on here now. And and, and I'm going to bring up our guest right now. He's a repeat warrior of the week, but Crystal, I know you are hard at work every single week booking amazing guests after amazing guests. And I love how you double back to some of our favorites here. Uh, on the show previously, the success stories, the success stories don't stop. They keep going and they keep evolving. And I love checking in to see where people are at. And uh, I know you got a special uh, somebody lined up for us tonight. So why don't you give the rundown of who we got on the show tonight?
0: Sure. So tonight our returning warrior is the one and only Scotty Boots. So um, it has been a challenge on my part to – get everybody into the schedule. There's so many amazing people that, you know, deserve to be showcased. But we can't forget the people that came before them either. And Scotty is definitely one of those. The last time we talked to him, it was 2021, I believe. And he was expecting a new little person in his life. And I believe moving as well was on the books. And in the meantime, we've hit a pandemic and everything else. The world's been upside down. So it'll be interesting to talk to Scotty, and I'm looking forward to hearing his voice. So please welcome to the show my friend, Scotty Boots.
2: What's up? Thank you, guys. Thank you for the the kind introduction there. Crystal, you got the most epic introduction of all time, I think. (laughs) This is amazing.
0: You mean I have the most... I have the most ridiculous ones. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Someone write that down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Crystal everyone always says the this intro couldn't get any more ridiculous and I said hold my beer. So, uh <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, we're we're glad to have you back and and as Crystal uh mentioned, there's a new member of your family, I some new boots if you if you if you will. Um how yeah. have things been going? Since uh, since we talked to you last uh, First of all, if you want to listen to Scotty's full episode, it's in the archives At com. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of awesome shows But for those just tuning in tonight You want to give us a little um, uh, Synopsis of how you got here uh, How you got into the community And what you've been up to since we last talked
2: Yeah, yeah, 100% um, So, yeah, just the, the Quick rundown, I guess, kind of from the, the beginning There's uh, March, you know, twenty March 2020 is uh, really when I started my real journey and got everything kind of together and put in the work and made those lifestyle changes and everything. Really up until when we had spoken last, um, I'd started off at 271 pounds, lost just over 100 pounds, was focusing a lot on just really kind of repair and toning and tightening as as much as possible. I was really hell-bent on just getting as lean as I possibly could and I've been on almost an entirely different journey now for about about the last year, maybe a little bit less, um, but doing a lot of different things, a lot of new eating, new workouts, um, new baby, new home. I'm enjoying the, uh, the backyard of my beautiful home right now because it is fantastic and I absolutely love the weather that we got right now, so it's very relaxing out here. But there's been, uh, been a lot going on. <laughs> Scotty Boots keeps busy. That
1: that's it's incredible, man. Now is how many do you have now, kids? was this your first or?
2: No, this is uh number three. Yeah, I've got uh, i got an eighteen year old daughter who just graduated, um a five and a half year old daughter, and now our son who is uh one and a half as well. So we're we're closing in on oh, wow. two in August already, which is crazy.
1: Wow. Wow, that's So, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, you've a newborn and and you got a five-year-old and the pandemic comes along, things get crazy for you. How does that affect your world and how did you kind of, um, did you make it work? Did you struggle? Did you, uh, you know, find some time to take care of things? Like everyone kind of treated that time a little differently. Um, How did you kind of manage and get through it and how was things different for you?
2: yeah um yeah I'll say you know definitely hell yeah, I struggled, um but the way I kind of look at it is you know there's there's always going to be obstacles in life one way or another, um you know, and I, having uh having our son and moving into our home was definitely two huge obstacles because we had moved in uh, at the beginning of August, and then our son was born on august twenty sixth so we literally wow. closed moved in, and had our son all within about two and a half weeks. And, uh, it was chaos. I mean, absolute chaos. But the thing about it is, uh, you know, you can sit back and you can look at all that as being something that gets in the way and you can let up or you make it work. And I chose to make it work. I, you know, never, never missed my workout. (laughs) If it got to 1130 at night, and I was tired and just dead as could be. I knew I had 30 minutes to get it in before midnight struck. And there were plenty of nights when that was the only time I could really make work. And that's what I did. <laughs> you know, it's just like as much as I didn't want to do it, you got to push through and kind of keep uh, momentum going, which has been a new, new word for me as of late. Discipline, you know, gets talked about a lot and it's discipline is really the key. But I think momentum doesn't get really talked about enough because strong momentum really helps to push through those hard times where discipline's important but the momentum is really what kind of carries you through that too so uh momentum's been a huge armor piece for me <laughs> since you know all these life changes as of late that's
1: a great point that's a good point no that yeah i don't i don't think about that enough because it really is you know once you get yourself on a good roll there it's you know but when things start and stop and it gets a little jumpy and stuff, it really does just, it's hard to get in the in the rhythm, to the momentum. Um, and uh, I always uh, swear by the structure of it all, like um, making sure that, uh, you know, you're consistent consistency is key. But it really is when you're having those things like the birth of a child, the new house and all of these things lining up, it's pretty easy to rationalize, you know, man, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to do this. Um, what people don't realize is you kind of need your health and your fitness level at this point, because things around you are chaotic and you got a, a kid to chase around and you got to, you know, you got all this stuff to do and being healthy for you is going to make it so that you can be healthy for everyone else around you. And, and I think that's a huge point.
2: No, 100%. I, I huge, huge preaching for that um, on the physical level and then on the mental level too, because that's... I think mentally has always been a huge thing that when I, you know, talk to a lot of folks in the community and when I kind of, I'll do like a live once in a while in the community too, I always focus a lot on kind of really the mental approach because physically, you know, it's great. Working out feels great, but what that does to, the, uh, you know, the mental state when it comes to the other things in life, not just the 30-minute workout or the hour workout you're getting every day, but when you're facing everything else in life throughout the day, stress at work, stress at home. Um, finances, you know, stress with kids, friends, whatever, whatever, you know, kind of crosses your path, um, you know, that's 30 minutes to an hour that you're getting and what that does for you mentally helps you to approach so much in a, in a better state of mind. So it doesn't feel like the world stacks up against you, which before it was very easy to slide into that where when it rains, it pours, you know, <laughs> now it's uh, a lot easier to, uh, you know, attack things mentally when you feel like you always kind of have your health, you know, in your back pocket for that.
0: I mean, you just took away from my question. Uh, I was just going to ask you what has been the biggest noticeable difference with um, consistent, you know, stepping up for yourself and your workouts and how different is it from where you used to be to where you are now?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely a big difference. Um, You know, I, I think we, What I really like when, you know, people share their stories is, you know, when you get that perspective of what they felt like before, you know, I I love when you see the whole, look at this picture. This is me when I was blah, 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 like put it all in there. And then you see that after picture and it's like, and here's where I am now. And contrast, you know, from a physical transformation is incredible, but then to, to really kind of read or hear someone talk about what that mental transformation was really speaks so many more volumes because in my opinion, the physical transformation, I, I, it's not easy, but if I had to pick one or the other, the physical transformation is definitely the easier part because it's temporary. You can, you can right. lose your weight in whatever the time span is, and there you go. You did it in a year. You did it in two years, whatever it is. But that mental transformation to stay that way and keep it off and continue with those good habits, like that has to be for the long haul. You're not going to lose weight your entire life, but you've got to keep that mental state. In the right place too. And that's the piece I feel that doesn't get touched on quite enough. And it makes it really easy to slide back into those old habits once you feel like you've accomplished your goals and you've gotten to where you want it to be. But the mental piece is the one thing that's still kind of in there and it makes it so easy to fall back to those old habits. Um, so the mental thing I feel like is huge.
0: See, and this is – I had a conversation with somebody recently, and they made a really good point. They said in the quiet little moments of your day when nobody is watching you, you know, you can just reach for whatever you used to, or you can step outside the box and, and be accountable to what you've been doing to make you feel better, and the temptation, even in those quiet little moments, will never go away, and I think, yep. you know, that's an amazing thing to touch on.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's so true. I, I Honestly, I'm glad that you brought that up right then, too, because those are the moments for me, I think, that speak the loudest is when I am by myself and I have those quiet moments and in really the only time I get that is driving to work and driving home from work it's when I get that 15 minute 20 minute commute um, I make very good use of that time because that's kind of my time to sit with myself Um, so without fail every single morning when I leave my house the first thing I do is I throw on like a three four five minute um, inspirational video, just, just something to, to kind of just, you know, get, get me moving in the morning. And then I've got a couple of go-to songs that will follow after that. And for that 15 to 20 minutes when I'm just in my element driving into work and just kind of taking it in and I'm sitting with my thoughts, like I'm, I'm a cold-blooded killer, like those 15 to 20 minutes, like I'm getting myself 100% fueled up and ready to take on the day. And I carry that momentum, you know, all the way through. So it, it's really important to pay attention to what you're telling yourself in those moments when you are alone. Definitely.
0: I mean, I think it's really kind of interesting that, you know, Mike and I have a wonderful job. So we touch base with you the first time around and we get to hear the story and then we get to have you back and we get to hear everything that's happened. The greatest thing with you is there's been a bit of a time lapse and the world has been upside down and, um, you have always been. I remember researching you to be on the show the first time around, and you've always been someone that has been um, head down and just you know what you want. You you just do what you need to do, and that's even more evident now.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's. I, I think it's you know it's almost necessary. You know, in, in some regards. Um, you know, and everything was really nice, you know, losing the weight, getting health back, um, you know, organized for the unstoppable challenge and, you know, getting to meet and and build great relationships with, you know, with my family now, you know, being Justin Dobbins, um, you know, Candy and Caitlin, I mean, these are, this is family, you know, and I'm so grateful for what that year was because it was just an unbelievable experience and a lot was happening so fast that, you know, you just kind of, you're appreciating and taking it in. And, you know, what I chose to do for the better part of last year, that kind of just went into ghost mode. You know, I, uh, I stayed involved with the community. Um, I'm always in the page. It's pretty much all I pay attention to when I'm browsing my Facebook, I got almost everything else kind of blocked just so I can see what's going on with, you know, the people in the community. Cause I like to, at the very least just comment, show some love with like, you know, dropping a like and, You know, just making sure that I'm active with folks and all that. Um, And that's what I spent a lot of my time last year doing in preparation for this new phase and kind of like my health journey with everything because uh, I felt myself getting a little bit sucked into feeling like I needed to post, 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 and not not so much for a self-gratification, but just because I felt like it was an expectation I put on myself. Right. And I didn't want my health journey to turn into that, you know, solely. So I kind of I just, you know, took some time for myself. Kind of focused on what I wanted to do, and really honed in on you know what this new journey was going to be. And I'm glad I did because it's been an incredible you know nine months or so since I started this new journey for myself. And uh, and you know it's, it's just it's been phenomenal. It's been a great experience.
0: I'm really proud of you. But, uh,
2: yeah, thank you, thank you.
1: It's it's crucial sometimes, and I'll admit I'm one of those people that has a I. I learned to eventually hate social media. <laughs> Not be like that. Yeah. But I realized I realized so much of it was it was phony to the point where I stopped engaging in most of it and I found myself becoming so much happier. Um I don't really do a lot in the community. I keep in touch with people in the community, but the social media aspect of it really kind of just wore on me. I felt like I was talking bumper stickers and I just I kind of it kind of dripped of, you know, not being me and not being genuine to the point where I felt like I could only post the good stuff and anything negative about me or weight gain, I just disappeared. And I really found a lot of happiness outside of just constantly uh, going and scrolling all the time. It's really been such a great part uh, changing of my life. And I'm more successful now not doing that. So I understand that you're, what you're coming from of kind of having to take a little break from all of it because, you know, I fell into that rut where I became egotistical. I became self-centered and I became like, I was a star of my own show and it wasn't good for me and I didn't like it. But I think that there's a great balance to be had. And a lot of times when people come into the community, I mean, it's genuine. They're so excited and they're all in, but there has to be a balance too in the real world too. And I I feel like, you know, finding that balance in your life in general is super productive towards like long-term, not just that quick boom in burst of energy, fired up, you know, newcomer, but really just making it work for you long term.
2: Yeah, no, I I could not agree with you more. That was beautifully said.
0: <laughs> and I mean you know, on the flip side of all this, you know, we all I mean, pardon the pun, but we all get our shit together and we get into a groove and then the world goes upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It, what do we do now? <laughs> you know, it's crazy.
1: Well, well my baseline yeah. world is always upside down. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> good to know. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it's no, been, you know, all of us like an interesting navigation, you know, with everything. I I, I say this all the time because when I first started, you know, and really kind of turned things around in the beginning of March of 2020 um, it was about a week or two after that because march 9th 2020 that's my day and it was about a week or two after that work like basically forced us to work from home they were already kind of giving everybody the option and i was one of the last people standing and uh, my boss came down and just like that's it man like you got to go home like no more people in office and i'm like well all right and i was really grateful that i had that week or two under my belt because had i not had that and then i was working from home i I I don't know what that start would have looked like. I don't know how it would have turned out. Um, Thankfully, I don't have to look back and, you know, see what that could have been. But uh, I'm really grateful that I had those couple of weeks before things really changed because I I think that gave me enough armor to push through. And, you know, thankfully here we are, you know, over three years later now. Right. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like, you know, know, sorry, Mike, it's kind of like, This entire situation, you know, you can kind of step back and go, okay, if your life is like making a pot of tea, um, it becomes incredibly crucial what you're soaking in. Yes is it positive or is it negative? And I mean, it's, it's a very cheesy scenario you you know, cliche, but you know, it gets the point across and wow. I mean, it's just been coming out of the pandemic has been a very interesting can of worms.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's been definitely, yeah. And interesting for life in general. Um, And and me and probably a lot of other people who who do what I do, like musically as well, was very interesting because when we went into 2020 with that and I started the health journey, um, you know, everything shut down. And we're we're a very active band. We all work full time. But, you know, we're playing upwards of 40 to 50 gigs a year, depending on the year. And when all that stuff goes away for the entire year and you're not doing that stuff anymore, it, it allowed me to really put kind of all my eggs in one basket with health and I didn't have to focus on like the late nights on the weekends, but once shows started coming back and next thing you know, you're out all night Friday and you're not getting home till three in the morning, but you still got to wake up at six o'clock the next morning to work out and be with your kids. It it posed a lot of new challenges then because now I'm adapting what my life was pre-COVID into my new life kind of during COVID and blending these things together, which they contradict each other significantly, but you got to make it work. (laughs) You just got to make it work.
1: I, I saw that um, you. I saw some of your clips from you guys in your band when I was before the episode. And, and uh, you know, being on a radio guy for a, for so many years, you know, rock radio guy, I I got handed so many demos and just so many of them are unlistenable. But when I clicked in yours, I'm like, oh wait, no, he's actually good. <laughs> you see so much stuff. Oh, out thank there. you. And and you guys, you guys sounded really cool. So uh, for just, are you still doing the um, uh, the six? Uh, uh,
2: uh, six uh tranny something oh yeah be yo, absolutely Yeah, 6 feet tranny oh yeah no you're good six,
1: yeah <laughs> okay yeah uh, no. no but yeah, yeah we're i mean tell us where people can uh, check that out while you're here I, i'd love for them to hear it because it's really cool stuff
2: yeah no absolutely man I, I appreciate that very much um yeah i mean we're we're on all social media platforms but probably the best spot is our just our website which is just six dot com, all spelt out um yeah it, it it's a blast. We're actually celebrating ten years this friday. We've got a, a really big show that we're doing Friday for our ten year anniversary so it, it's it's yeah kind of a nice milestone and we'll get to celebrate with a lot of friends and family. so it'll be really great congratulations that's awesome Thank even, you very like, much. ten
1: years together, like even a band together for ten years and working that regularly for so long that's a huge That's a huge deal that doesn't happen very often <laughs> now.
2: Yeah. Oh, it, it's great. And it, you know, it's kind of the funnest thing about this too is uh, since all shows were canceled during 2020, the last time I had seen people playing out was at 270 pounds. So the next time that we were coming around to play shows again, once things opened up, I was 170 pounds <laughs> and everybody was like, what the hell happened? You guys get a new bass player? Like, it's like, no, nah, man, it's me. <laughs> it's like the
1: spinal tap drummers. It's like, he spontaneously combusted. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well that's no, that's really cool, man. Now talk about that. That's gonna affect your, you know, pres- your stage presence, your playing and you know, the the bass and everything. It's such a physical instrument that like is is it different the way you move, the way you play?
2: Yeah. Um it's it's insanely different. Um, you know, it's I, I, I'm very thankful for music just 'cause it's it's really my greatest passion in life and I, I I'm very thankful that I think being active in music really prevented me from continuously gaining weight. I think that kept me a little bit more level because there is a lot of physical activity to it. Um, but what was really nice is, you know, there's a big difference between feeling heavy and being active and then feeling a light on your feet and being active. And that, that different feeling of where you're, you're walking on clouds more so than cinder blocks um, was such a huge difference, especially when it came down to the performance side, And the biggest non-scale victory that I've really loved since the beginning of this entire thing for me, I kind of caught it by almost happenstance, but I was looking at old pictures of band stuff, and I had never adjusted the strap for my bass. It's always been the same length. And I look at old pictures of me playing, and I I like to play high. So my bass would be pretty much up on my stomach or like right underneath my chest. So I I always played high. Well, now, because of there not being all of that there, my base hangs a bit lower. And when I saw the comparison of pictures from, you know, one weight versus the other, just where my base is sitting, that was my all-time favorite non-scale victory, just to see the contrast of that. It was really wild.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's, that's incredible. That's, that's, that's pretty, I mean, I love those physical representations of weight loss, you know, the ones that you can just see you know when you yeah. put on an old belt or something and it's like oh my god this used to be on the last peg and you know those are always so much fun but no i'm so glad that uh you're back playing and that was the hardest thing for me uh too and i'm not a player but i am like a like a, a consumer of live music like during my full-time radio days i was at probably 60 70 shows a summer you know every host oh, of yeah. shows and when, when the, when it stops, it's, I told my wife, I'm like, I feel like this empty void and there's like nothing I can do. There's nothing I can go to. And just in the past few years of getting back to shows and we went to a, you know, we went drive by truckers last week. And we just, it's just like almost like you found something again that you didn't. So just a hole in your soul. And for anyone who loves music or live music, they'll get that. There's a real emptiness when you have to, you know, give it up for a while.
2: Yeah, I, it's, it's a hundred percent true. And I, for me, I kind of get like the double whammy with this band um, because previously, yeah, I'm, I'm a guitarist at heart. So everything I'd always done before, I've always been, you know, lead guitar and stuff. And, you know, going into this group here, I switched to bass. Um, we're a three piece. So, you know, it, thankfully this is, you know, best friends since kindergarten and high school that we're doing this all together, which is why we've maintained, you know, such an amazing relationship for these 10 years and uh, you know, our guitar player, Danny, is just a phenomenal guitar player and my dad is a bassist, so I kinda naturally gravitated to bass for this and I'm also our lead singer, so I, I kinda get the the physical performance of it just with playing bass and just, you know, such a such an attacking instrument which is new for me, but I I play aggressive as all hell and then the singing aspect to it too is like this totally different transcending experience. So when those are together and you can just light a crowd up, I mean, there's, there's really no better feeling in the world than being able to provide something for people that's kind of letting them escape from their lives for the night, you know, to, to kind of share those moments with people is one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. And it's, it's just the greatest thing in the world.
0: So Scotty, we have this question and I'm not sure I, I, if we asked it to you last time, but what would old Scotty tell new Scotty or vice versa?
2: Yeah, I love this question. Um, I love this question. Um, mm. New Scotty today, looking back to old Scotty, um, the number one thing that I, that I always think about is it, it's just, it's just the thank you. It's, it's a simple thank you for having the strength to push through March 9th, like to get through that one day, just thank you for getting through that day because That day led to the next day, and that day led to the next day. And as that momentum continued to build and start to steamroll, um, you know, we got to a place where you're pushing that boulder up the hill, and then next thing you know, you're kind of sitting on it, riding down the hill. So I just – I'm thankful that I got through that first day more than anything because I I, I preach this all the time too. I really genuinely feel – and this goes back to the mental aspect with things – is. You know, a, a lot of folks put a lot of pressure on themselves because it's so easy to see a comparison picture and get the whole story in an image. And you can either get inspired by that and you can get discouraged by that too. And, and I think what a lot of people need to realize is it's not it's not sometimes all about this entire journey. It, it's really about getting a victory. Like so many people haven't had a victory in such a long time. And once you get that first victory, it really changes things. You know, when on March 9th, when I ate clean, for that whole day and didn't put any bullshit into my body, when I woke up on March 10th, I felt like a different person. And that was just getting one solid day under my belt. And it came with struggles. It came with hardships. But to get that first victory and really deeply feel what that was like, it it felt like there was a different purpose now. Um, So I I really take that to heart, and I preach it all the time. You know, if anybody who you're listening right now, if you feel like you're hopeless and there's there's no – There's no light at that end of the tunnel, whatever metaphor you want to kind of throw at it there, go for one victory, make one goal, get through one day and see how much different you feel the next day about that. Um, That one victory is massive.
0: I think um, it's really, really important, Scotty, to realize, um, and you just kind of brought it to my mind, that not every so anybody looking i know how easy it is to look at someone's pictures and say oh it must be so nice or whatever the case may be when you're starting out first you know at first every victory is not going to be this huge sweeping victory and i think it's really important to know that victories are still victories even if they're little
2: hell yeah yeah yeah, celebrate I mean, every I, single thing.
1: Yeah, I've, I've I've probably said this on thirty different shows, but I tell the story all the time about uh, Russ Wright. He was an old school DDPY guy, and he was really struggling um, at certain points. And he'd get so frustrated, and he'd make these like hail mary like uh, goals. He'd be like, "If I'm gonna, like, I can't do this. I'm doing so bad. I'm gonna lose a hundred pounds in a month." And you know, he'd always go for like the big ones, and and he just he wouldn't hit it, and he'd get frustrated and more down and more down. And I told them, I said, you know what? The best thing you can do for yourself right now is, is set the most achievable goal possible. And once you hit that go for the next one, because those add up and they build momentum as we talked about earlier. And those are, are more, you know, for the soul, for your, for your confidence, they're better than just not hitting, you know, a long-term goal. Those add up to the point where you can get a big, massive goal victory, but those little goals are so crucial.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's massive. And that's why I always tell everybody, you know, like this isn't diet, this isn't exercise, it's a lifestyle change, you know, if you're going into it with a short-term mentality, like sure, you can lose a hundred pounds in two months, three months, four months, five months, six months, whatever, you know, you can drop the weight, but if that's all that you're focused on, it's just like, I'm going to diet and exercise. Boom, I hit my goal. And then it, you just stop. And it goes, well, now what? Where do you go from there? Right. It's like you you got to have a plan. And it's not about just achieving a goal. It's about really setting yourself up for life. So it's, I never have I never looked at this as a diet and an exercise. It's just this is a lifestyle change. And this is something that I am now committed to for the rest of my life. It's just daily life. These aren't goals. These are lifestyle changes, you know.
1: A thousand percent, and it, you is a great way to put it. You know, there were so many times out of frustration, I'd be, I could, I could nail a goal, I could hit a weight loss, and I, you know, I'd eat to a point that was just depriving myself. It was to the point where it's not sustainable, and I was eventually going to backfire. But I was getting that what I needed at the moment, and then I realized when I'm quote unquote dieting like that, I'm not. I still don't have a relation, a a healthy relationship with eating or lifestyle. I just went in the other extreme and it's still perpetuating a bad, unhealthy obsession with food or no food. And when my life got better and I I started losing weight again, my goals, my, 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 uh, my success came from, I, all right, I'm here right now. There's probably not a good, great choice in the room, but if I make the best choice that I can make in this situation, that's a victory and that's a realistic victory. And that's how I turn things around for myself. You're, you're not, you're not going to always, you know, I'm sorry, I don't care. You're not going to be the guy who packs a thing of celery sticks when you're going to a wedding because they may not have <laughs> what you need. But if you make your lifestyle achievable and just try to make good decisions when you can and in the moment, I mean, that's the thing that you can keep going with. That's a, that's a, that's a lifelong healthy uh, relationship to, uh, to eating.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a great point that you made, too, is, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's not about going so far in the opposite direction where you make yourself miserable. If you can have five different options and you go with the best option that you can make for yourself with that, then great. Um, Run with it, you know? Like, an easy thing that I've been doing as of late, too, just, you know, we have family over for cookouts and we're grilling and everything. It's like, man, I'd love nothing more than just to get sloppy with a bunch of burgers, but I'll just do open-faced burgers with no bun and, there you go. I mean, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but I can still enjoy a damn burger. I just don't have to do the bread with it. There's, there's ways to work with it. There's low carb buns out there if you really want to do it and you don't have to feel like you're doing anything wrong. Like if if you mentally prepare for it, you mentally tell yourself, Hey, today I'll allow just this little thing, maybe a little bit different than what I do, but I know when I wake up the next day, we're right back to where we were. That's important. You know, it, it, I think it's more so about not going off the rails unexpected or on the cusp. If you have a plan, it's a lot easier to stick to it.
0: Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, anybody who has been around here long enough has heard anyone related to the program say, you know what? It's not supposed to hurt. It's not supposed to hurt. And I mean, that encompasses every. Everything that you do in this program, and that comes down to food, too, it's not supposed to hurt. It's supposed to be smart, and there's a huge difference.
2: Yeah, there's a massive difference with that, and in, in just kind of the relationship with food in general, too. Um I'll, I'll kind of tie it into, like, last year a little bit is uh, I went through one of the scariest things. So like Actually, I'll probably just say it probably was the scariest thing I've had to do throughout this health journey um, because it involved food. I was so used to eating a certain way, you know, for weight loss. And I was very comfortable. I wasn't depriving. I was getting what I needed. I was calorie counting. I knew exactly what I was getting. My body adapted to everything really well. I was doing great with intermittent fasting. Like, I was on a great regimen. But what I was doing wasn't going to be – beneficial for kind of what my next goals were. And after I'd worked on toning and tightening and just kind of leaning up, what I really wanted to start doing was actually building, you know, muscle on because I, I, for me, it's to prove something to myself because this is kind of the, the next piece of my lifestyle change is I want to be able to explore all aspects of health. Now, like it's turned into such a passion where I want to be open to everything And the other thing that I wanted to do just as far as showing others is the same thing. Once you lose the weight, you don't have to sit there and say what's next and then fall back into old habits. Like I wanted, I wanted to show people like, Hey, not only can you be here and get to here, but you can go from here and take it to here. And that, that's been a huge, huge focus for this next transformation piece is what does it look like to lose the weight and then to go from the weight loss to, kind of re-sculpting your body and then also being able to add that muscle and get into a different type of a physique that seemed absolutely impossible a couple of years ago. Cause I never would have thought a million years about anything that I'm doing right now, but now I'm in love with it. <laughs> it's like this whole new aspect to my life. Um, but are you, terrifying to change that.
0: Are you surprised what you're capable of?
2: Hell yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> uh, mostly with the food, honestly, um, When it, when it comes to, I've been doing a lot of weight training and stuff now using uh, the DDPY straps and that was pretty scary at first because I'm, I have no knowledge of weight training. You know, like I get the basics, but to have like a committed plan to something like that and stay on task and change what my eating was like because I needed to introduce carbs now. I needed to, um, you know, take in more calories to make this realistic. The whole change of that was terrifying, and I I really just honed in on myself for a while, trialed and errored. I tested myself mentally where I even pushed limits on certain things just to see how it would make me feel, and there were things that I was doing to myself that made me feel like absolute dog shit, but I knew if I got a little bit too far, you know, off the rails with everything, with where I'd built everything to, I was never going to let myself slip, but I knew I had to test boundaries, so I didn't get myself into a position where if I went down one avenue, it was going to take me away. So it was, it was a terrifying process <laughs> to kind of relearn food again.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, especially when you've got that zone too. You, you you're just kind of you know what you're doing. It's it's hard to switch it up, and you know, and, and it's cool for you to go out of your comfort zone too and kind of explore different things because that's sometimes easier said than done. And I know a lot of other people have you know, different goals or different reasons to do something. And and for you being open to kind of evolve and shift your journey along the way, that's commendable. That's, that's, it's, you know, exploring, um, you know, finding out what works for you and, you know, who you are. And it's not always easy, but curiosity and that willingness to kind of uh, adjust your, your goals. That's, that's pretty cool. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nice to do. Um, for sure. A lot of, a lot of ups and downs, you know, that came, that came with it, but I'm, I'm really glad that I did because the place that I've gotten to now that I've got a very good regimen down, um, really kind of, it, it made me feel even stronger for myself knowing that like I broadened my horizons with food to where, yeah, you know, if it's seven o'clock at night normally, you know, it's like you don't touch nothing. But now it's like, okay, well, if we've got some watermelon or cantaloupe in the house or something like I'm okay with having a couple pieces of watermelon now where I don't have to like really like kill myself over something like that. And that's something before I wouldn't even consider touching. And it's not like an everyday thing, but it's, it's something that I have given myself permission to do without having the mental anguish that ties to it. Um, and that, that just, For me, it's it's been a huge step because it really showed the evolution of what that relationship with food can be without making it feel like, you know, you're letting yourself down. Because it's it's watermelon, no big deal. But if you would have asked me that two years ago, I would have been panicked. Like, what do you mean you're eating something at 7 o'clock at night? (laughs) You know, like a totally different conversation.
1: Tell tell us about the straps. What do you think? Oh, sorry, Crystal. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, tell us how you uh, how you're enjoying the new uh, GDPY uh, power straps. Like, how have uh, how have they been for you? Were they tough getting used to? Like, t- tell us about your experience with them, real quick.
2: Yeah, I, they're they're amazing. Um, I'll tell you, I, I I swear by them. You know, 150 percent. I believe in the product to a T. Um, because I've done it in two different fashions now. You know, when I first got the straps, I was doing nothing but you know, the DDPY workouts and the jacked workouts with everything. So it was a nice transition from doing a lot of the similar moves, but feeling what that difference was with the straps on. So I was very happy to get acclimated into it like that because I could tell the difference after the first workout. Um, And the first workout I ever did with the straps was with Dallas and he absolutely kicked our asses. So I've, felt that tremendously. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I continued kind of growing in with the straps with everything, you know, I felt great. I felt strong. Um, I was building muscle just doing the DDPY jacked workouts with the straps. Um, I added, I think I have to actually look, but it was like between three quarters of an inch to an inch on both of my arms, which to me was, wow. I was like, how the hell did that happen just from doing the same workouts? But it was just incorporating the straps. Um, since then, now doing the weight training with them, that's, that's on a whole different level. The, the pump, as they say, which I've grown to just become obsessed with now is, is just, it's it's just a next level feeling. Um Being able to get a really strong workout in with the weights, using the straps, really pushing yourself. I mean, my arms are just on fire by the end of a workout. Like I push myself to the point where I want my arms to fall off and it sucks sometimes, but that feeling and the reward that comes with it, it it's unbelievable. I mean, they, they really are the next evolution I strongly feel in fitness. Like, these these things really do need to make a statement.
0: Wow. Oh, sorry,
1: Crystal? No, I just cut it.
0: No, I just cut out for a bit. Uh, Yeah, um, I was just going to say, do your kids work out with you? I know the baby can't, but do the younger ones work out with you?
2: Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Um, So I I was working out at home, I mean, every day when I was kind of like forced work from home. So my, my daughter, who at that time was three, um, she would work out with me all the time. She'd come hang out. She'd do moves. Um, sometimes she'd just come hang out even, you know, and it was really cute because I yeah. felt like it was such an interesting way of support for a three-year-old to be like, I'm just going to hang out with my dad while he does this. It was really kind of fun. Um, and sometimes, you know, she'll just kind of hang out with me when I'm working out from home. Cause I'm only working out at home on the weekends. Now, thankfully being back in the office, we have a gym there and I just take advantage of my lunch breaks. And that's when I'm doing my workouts now throughout the day easy way to distract that hour of time <laughs> without like feeling right. like you got to go do something else. <laughs> um, but yeah, she'll hang out with me still. Um, my, my wife does, you know, yoga, she's an instructor. So, you know, we're, it's, it's kind of just always been a thing, you know, in our household. So once DDPY became a thing, it just kind of amplified it, you know, to a whole different level for us too. That's Awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really incredible transformation. And, you know, you said you were 270 pounds pushing 300. Your 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 body's changed. Your lifestyle has changed. When you lose that much weight, everything changes. You don't, I mean, people don't even realize the extent of how your movements are different, how you're just getting by day-to-day is different. Uh, besides just all of the, the everything about it, what does, tell us something that you wouldn't have uh, expected that you would have noticed whether it be mental or physical, something that you never would have kind of uh, the underrated aspects of losing weight. I think people don't think about this. Sometimes stairs or getting up or little things throughout the day that they don't realize are different. Is there anything in that in your life that you realize that uh, I never knew how hindered I was by this?
2: Yeah, um, that man. That's a really good question. Um, I, I would say just kind of like on my own personal level, that's just me. 100% was just waking up in the morning. Um, The one thing for me that was becoming a huge problem was just, just severe back pain every morning. And, you know, once I'd get going for the day after like an hour or so, it would be enough to be fine through the day, but sleeping and then waking up in the morning, I could not get out of bed just regular. Like I was rolling out of bed until I could get my feet off the side of the bed to slowly sit up and because my back was just wrecked every single morning. Um, waking up <laughs> and just being able to do like an undertaker sit-up <laughs> coming out of bed and just feel like, ah, oh, let's get this day started, you know. Um, that on a personal level, just as far as what I was experiencing, you know, daily as far as pain, um, between that and my knees, my knees I think were taking a huge beating from just my aggressive performance with music and being – so big because I I always kind of say like I was a big boy but I had that Chris Farley energy where like I can move and uh, I think my knees were taking a beating from that the knee pain going away the back pain going away two huge huge things Um, really the biggest thing though kind of ties back to why my whole journey started and you know and this is back to March 8th of 2020 when I had my aha moment is we had uh, my daughter at the park and she's running around and I'm moving with her and stuff, but I I noticed that although I'm keeping up with her when we're on the ground, I'm not getting up into the equipment, and I'm not trying to do the fun climbing stuff and and engaging in it. It's just like, yeah, when you're down here, I'll, I'll bounce around with you, but once you're up there, I'm just kind of standing at the sidelines. When I noticed how light I could feel on my feet with doing things, and I could run with her and be extremely active and go for runs myself and feel confident and good, just like carrying my weight. Um, That was the biggest thing that I wasn't expecting. It sounds kind of silly maybe because it it seems so natural, but when you're so used to carrying that weight for so long and all you know is what each step feels like, there's there's really no other way to describe what the feeling is when you don't have to carry that anymore. It's a very – very interesting feeling. I it's so hard to describe, but that's the biggest thing to me that just blew my mind is just how light I eventually felt just walking on my own two feet.
1: I I get that. I 100% Oh, sorry, Crystal.
0: No, I was just gonna ask Scotty, did you realize how bad you felt when you started feeling good? Did you realize oh, yeah. just how bad you felt? Yeah, yeah.
2: Absolutely. You know, yeah, it, it, I, was, so it was definitely
1: sure. like an eye-opening thing. I I relate to your your story, and I was actually thinking that before you said it. Um, first of all, the Chris Farley energy, I literally had to made money as a Chris Farley impersonator. I do oh, the table awesome. bumps. Yeah. Oh no, you have no idea. <laughs> I used to do the table <laughs> bumps, and I used to tour with like national acts doing uh, Chris Farley tour managing, him, and then. Opening up the show is like a Chris Farley thing. Um, I always oh, had that dude, that's, awesome. that's so cool. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I, I had that explosive energy, and I always said I'm 300-something pounds, and I'd have the explosiveness of a running back. I could out-sprint most of my friends on the track team for short distances, <laughs> but I could do it. But everyone said, you know, you treat yourself like that. One day it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. And I remember the last time I ever did the table, the front face bump. And uh, it was uh, for Jim Cornette, who hit me with a tennis racket. And I fell right on the floor. And <laughs> I felt pain like I never felt before. And I realized, oh, boy, the tables have turned. I've now officially, like, can't do this anymore. Um, and then, but it really does. when Like, i so used to it being a big guy frame, but I never felt like a big guy until I did. And then I realized, Oh man, I've come, I've gone too far.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very, very true. And, and it's honestly, it's weird too, because even the flip side of that, um, and I'm, I'm going to shout out my buddy here too, um, Matt Wilmer, cause just such a, such an amazing guy. And he was one of the first people that I connected with from the community when everything had started. And, one thing that he's been, you know, very open about talking about is, you know, the body dysmorphia piece because it's, it's like the exact reverse. It's like once you lose the weight, it's, then you have that weird image because of what that transformation did. And it, it's such a, a true thing where, like, the same way as when, uh, you know, you're big and then you get to small, kind of have that weird transition of what your body feels like. But then when you look back, you're just like, wow, like, that was me. And then you see yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm seeing this. and I see these pictures. And your eyes are telling you one thing, but your head's kind of telling you something else. You're having this really weird moment trying to put it all together. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a very real thing. And I I think everybody, I would think it's, it's at some point probably has that moment. Um, I'm definitely having mine as of late. I know (laughs) because it's just such a, it's such a weird thing to see all these phases of health with everything too. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to shout my boy out because he's very, very brave, speaking so openly about that stuff, too.
1: It really is. And the mental aspect of it in general, just psychologically kind of figuring out who you are, um, a lot of big guys, their entire personality is being a big guy. You kind of adjust to being that guy. And you kind of really don't know who you are sometimes once you start losing weight and you can no longer lean on that as a crutch, too.
2: Right. 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 And then kind of like you were saying with the Chris Farley stuff and taking bumps and stuff. Um, I was, you know, I was the big man at a workouting and, you know, being a big guy and getting drunk and just having a good time with everybody. I had no shame in unbuttoning my shirt in front of like my VPs and CEO and just being a jackass because it's like, oh, you know, he's the big guy. Everybody can just laugh at that. But you kind of just start to carry that. And it's fun. It's not a bad thing. But it's like when that changes, and it's just like, oh, like, can I still get away with that? Can I still be the fun person? Like, does that change? And all that stuff starts to go through your head. And to come to terms with that and just kind of like find your happy medium change and what that does to you mentally, you know, beyond that too. You know, that's kind of a growth process, I think, that you just kind of learn as you go with everything. Um, But I I know for sure I've had my fair struggles with it, and it's just one of those one of those interesting things that just kind of comes with the territory. Uh,
1: Very true. And, uh, you know, I'm personally, I personally am glad that people are starting to look at me as a person and not for my sexy, hot, voluptuous body. (laughs) And they look behind that and they see the brain. There's a brain in here too, ladies. I'm not just a piece of meat, but, uh, (laughs) sorry. I have to to screw everything up. Sorry about that. Um, No, let it rain, baby. uh, (laughs) We are all out of time, but man, it was great to talk to you again. And I appreciate you coming on and the hour flew by, but uh, I appreciate you coming on and and giving us an update and I hope you come on again sometime soon and, and talk to us again. But uh, if we don't talk to you, good luck on your gig coming up and good luck with the family. And it seems like you're really kind of just finding a cool spot in your life to be in. And I'm glad to see that.
2: Yeah, I I appreciate it. I I want to thank you both for having me on again, too. It was a blast last time. It was a blast again. And uh, looking forward to the rest of this year. By the end of this year, it's going to be a very interesting phase um, where I'm going to. So I'm I'm very, very excited to see what's going to come by the end of this year. So we'll all stay tuned for that.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Well, thank you. So is there anyone you want to shout out before we head out? Anyone you want to say hey to?
2: Um, you know what, just, just because I, I love them so much, I, I'll definitely shout out to my unstoppable family Justin, Candy, Caitlin, I love you guys. Um, to say this now, instead of just all the time that we do anyways, but I, I appreciate you all. And one of the greatest things that I've ever had happen in my life is having time with you three and getting to know you all. And I just appreciate the hell out of you guys every day.
1: Oh, I, I love it And uh, definitely go check out Six Speed Training uh, On your upcoming shows too That sounds like a lot of fun You guys are going to be out and about You guys can check on the uh, the web for that And uh, if you can't make it there Make sure to t- uh, check me out Singing badly in my car To like more stay in the Good time Lord. On the way to uh, the gym or something <laughs> But uh, you're probably going to want to see them They're probably a little bit better So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. It was a blast. And uh, Crystal, great job, as always. And, uh, you know, we need you to dig down deep. You need to go find one of the staff of writers in your basement working 24 hours a day to come up with the best end quotes possible. And let's get on out of here with a quote to to, uh, inspire us, to motivate, to drive us, and uh, drive that momentum into the week.
0: Sure. This quote will self destruct because us Canadians need firewood. Um, success at anything will always come down to this focus and effort. And the good news is we both we control both. Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Yeah, who do you ever beat? Right? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Well, no, he's my arch nemesis. He's just, you know, him and I have a box office race. He's up at the Billions, and I'm somewhere not there. Um, all right, guys, oh, we'll see you guys soon. Have a great week. Thank you so much. Scotty Boots, new boot goofing. Thank hey, you, Boots. guys. Uh, <laughs> see you guys soon. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man.
2: The power bomb set up by face! Oh, oh, diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Wow. Diamond cutter out of the